The guy's rough, ready, ragged, rugged, and ripping your ass. You're still listening. This is our final transmission. We're here, Jamie. We are here, Sam. How the devil are you? Fantastic. Feeling positively subterranean. What about you? Yeah, I'm uh, stoked to be back in the sewers once again. You love it down here, don't you? The sewers are some of the best places to hang out and get eaten by an alligator or whatever. Sewers for pooers. We're back downtown for yeah. 1980s rated R, one hour, 31 minute creature feature monster romp alligator. Tell me everything. Alligator, yeah. Uh, the reason I said alligator is because a good friend of mine, a good friend of yours, Corey Brandon, once told me that he was teaching his son Clem to mispronounce certain words uh, for his first days at school so that he got just the right amount of bullying. <laughs> Mom. The, so that he wasn't completely abused. And one of them was alligator instead of alligator. How often does that come up in like your first day of school? Probably a lot if like your favourite thing is a fucking alligator or whatever. Think about it. Like, fucking, I was talking about the Cretaceous period and you know, it's all about fucking dinosaurs and shit when you're a kid at school. Isn't it? You get dumber the further you go through school. Yeah. I mean, maybe if they were from like Florida. Are there many hmm. alligators, alligators in Nashville? Were they in Nashville at this time? What's his uh, actual Memphis, address? I believe. Yeah, let me just just beat this out. I, I want to say I want to say Memphis at that, at that point. Uh, and yeah, fuck yeah, there's alligators everywhere, right? If there are any trees listening, stay away from Corey Brandon's house. You didn't hear the address <laughs> from me. <laughs> trees love falling through that fucking house. I think we're you're allowed to you're allowed to say bad things like that if you donated. <laughs> that's that's yeah. how it works. Just so you know, the alligator presence in Memphis fluctuates, but it's not whole. You know, it's not like fucking. It's not like this movie. Where's the, the alligators? The team? Where's that? I mean, that's somewhere in Florida, right? The Gators are. Isn't it Gainesville? Isn't it a college team? Oh, but yeah, maybe. I think it is. Well, alligator. Other good Gatorade. Gatorade. Delicious. What's your flavor? Uh, flavor. <laughs> flavor. Gatorade. Flavor. I like the blue. Blue. Mm. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I never remember flavors by name. Just colors. Just colors. Give me I one remember, of the reds. It's a strawberry jelly. You mean colors? I like uh, cucumber and mint. That's a good one. Yeah. Harder to find. Pretty fucking tasty. Anyway, less about fucking Gatorade. <laughs> You're going to have to keep me on a short leash. We're talking about Alligator the movie and also probably the animal at some point. Yeah. Directed by Lewis Teague, your friend of mine. Teague. Also directed Cujo. And Cooch. the uh, the Justice League of America movie, which I love, a TV movie, mm. also stars the Crypt Keeper as the Atom. It's a banger. Okay. Love it so much. It's like somebody was like, let's make a Justice League movie, but also I really like Friends. Let's make it like Friends. This guy's career is fucking bad. I mean, he did some other Stephen King crap, right? He did Cat's Eye. Yeah, I uh, love Cat's Eye. He also did uh, Navy Seals. Ooh, Navy Seals. <laughs> Much mocked in the movie Clerks, Navy Seals. <laughs> Which, weirdly, I don't hate. I don't know. This fucking guy, right? This is his best I film. Mean, <laughs> I mean, I would say that Lady in Red is probably his best film. Cujo is pretty fucking good. Cujo is pretty fucking good. 
controversially, it's easily in my top five Stephen King books. Cooge. Interesting. J'adore le Cooge. Written We're in back. the white hot heat of a We're back in the Barrens. frenzy. Yeah, back in the Barrens with Cooge. <laughs> yeah, written by John Sayles, who wrote Piranha, another Jaws knockoff. But worth yep. saying that the Alligator is one of the Jawsiest Jaws knockoffs out there. It's funny, right? Because if you like Jaws, you're not necessarily going to like Alligator. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some reviews that say that Alligator is like a satire or even like a spoof. Oh, what do you think Jesus about that? Christ. Do we have to entertain that bullshit? No, it's clearly not. It's clearly made with nothing but love, right? This is a fucking absolute banner-waving, you know, genitalia swinging in the wind tribute to this kind of monster movie. It's, it's yeah. fitting in with the genre too perfectly to be satirizing or, you know, self-effacing in that way, surely. What what fucking evidence have they got? I guess because it's kind of funny, but like, it doesn't mean to be. <laughs> yeah, it definitely means to be. Yeah, but not like I don't think it means to be funny in the like look how dumb these movies are way. I think it means to be funny in the we're quite clever way. Yeah. Uh, so it stars Robert Forster, who I love. I'm a big Robert Forster guy. Yeah, I knew you'd fucking love this chap. He's like. He's like the acceptable face of Charles Bronson. Like, he's got that sort of tough guy, mm. walking tall, like, Joe Don Baker energy. But like a few words. Yeah, but he's also quite handsome in a way that isn't too offensive. Oh, absolutely. I think if I was going to be an actor, I too would be a man of few words. You have to learn way less fucking yeah. lines. <laughs> it's a great move. Obviously, most people will, or most people these days, the, the youth would recognize him from Breaking Bad. Yeah, I guess. I don't think I got that far into Breaking Bad to find him yet. Who is he in that? Uh, he is, well, if you didn't get that far into Breaking Bad, what I'll tell you is that he is a vacuum cleaner repairman. Okay, I bet he is. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> I can't wait to get to the vacuum repairman scenes. Uh, I know this dildo from CSI New York, and that is basically it. Surely Jackie Brown. <laughs> Yeah, but I give a fuck about Jackie Brown. It brought me to tears, to be totally honest. Um, Whoa, that's my favourite Tarantino you're slandering. Really? Oh, he's in Mulholland Drive. He is in Mulholland Drive. And me, myself, and Irene. I know this guy from loads of shit. Just Yeah, Twin Peaks. Just fucking ignore me. Oh, yeah, of course. Twin Peaks, the return, right? Sure I'll tell you me. something, Sam. Go on. I haven't watched Twin Peaks to return. That's interesting to me. Is there any reason? Love Twin Peaks. But I just haven't got around to it. You don't love it that much then, do you? You watch a load of old fucking bullshit in between. Jeez, you watched Alligator before you watched Twin Peaks The Return. This is probably the fourth or fifth time that I've seen Alligator. Yeah, I fucking, I back that 100%. This has rewatch me written all over it. So I'm assuming this is your first trip down the sewers to see old Ramon. Yeah, big time. First ever. Well, I'm excited to see how you were. Uh, what you felt about it. Do you want to give us a synopsis? Not really. Because if I'm completely <laughs> honest, I will fuck it up. Let me try. There's a girl, right? And she sees an alligator shred some dudes at a fucking zoo or whatever it is. And she thinks to herself, that looks fucking rad. I'm going to get me one of those. And she goes and buys an alligator. And it's tiny. And her dad's a dick. And he flushes it down the toilet. We've all heard... You know, Taylor's oldest time. Anything you flush down the toilet is going to mutate and kill everyone. 
Anyway, this fucking one actually yeah. does. It's mutated in the sewers. It grows to gargantuan alligator size, gargantuan gator, and it busts out and starts chewing up fools. And it also goes on a fucking rampage at a rich guy's party, which is great. And there's a detective trying to fucking solve the mystery for some reason. I guess that's how they used to do it in Chicago in the old days. People are getting mauled by animals. Let's put our top detective on it. And he teams up with a very attractive scientist. And the sexual tension is palpable as they hunt down the titular alligator. I feel like the sexual tension is completely absent. <laughs> really? Until he says that she has beautiful tits. <laughs> and then and then it's on. And then, oh boy, is it. I have to be really careful what I say about the the tits in question because uh as soon as i saw uh is, is it uh robin Riker? yeah as soon as so i saw robin, her first moving yeah as soon movie. as i saw her in this movie i texted my friend marty and said she looks exactly like that girl you're seeing and sent him loads of pictures so i gotta be careful i mean that's a pretty solid synopsis i guess hard to fuck up a, a synopsis like that alligator go it's tale as old as time alligator goes into sewer comes out eats everyone you know, but I like that it's set in Chicago in particular. That's that's good fun. We get some good accents. Yeah, so I wanted to have a, a chat with you about the Chicago-ness of it. Mm. So, uh, so maybe we'll start with that after we come back from the break. Oh, I need a rest. Whoa! Holy shit! I guess that's why they call it Phantom Power. Red Scare Industries, you know what they say, Jamie? Pump fist, not gas. Why do they say that? I think that was Toby's first tagline for the label. Don't judge them on that alone. Great record label coming at you out of Chicago, Illinois. Superb records, great roster, doing good things in the world. Do you like them, Jamie? I love them. They're some of my favorite records ever. Mast Intruder, Sincere Engineer copyrights lawrence arms sam russo great records great people great times great great just great 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 <laughs> listen if you want some great great get your ass over to redscare.net now whoa we're back how was your rest it was very good sam how was your rest Fucking fantastic as always wonderful let's talk alligator because there isn't actually a lot to talk about so let's fucking go what are you what are you saying what are you feeling do you like this film i'd love this film. unsurprisingly yeah as much as like it's just really fun mm. it's just a fun bloody little trip down the sewers there's all kinds of all, all the bad people get at all the good people get mildly chomped mm -hmm. it's great yeah it's it's fun and it's dumb but most importantly it is fucking dumb and that's what i love yeah I, I i really like the idea of like movies that are based in like moral panics or like panics that were happening around this time so obviously in the 60s there was this whole everyone was terrified that there were alligators in the sewers because people were flushing alligators down the toilets mm -hmm. we talked recently about like how Hollywood or like American films can't do Godzilla justice. Mm -hmm. And this is the nearest I think that they'll get. This is America's Godzilla. 
Yeah, I would say so. Like, it's a big fucking alligator stomping around tiny little sets, breaking through the ground just that one time. Yeah. Despite the fact they could do that, why don't you do that all the time? Why are you walking through doors? If I could smash through walls like the Kool-Aid man, I would never walk through a door ever again. You might in your own house. Well, yeah, but not in your house. Not, in my not when I'm visiting house, you. Mate, you fucking can walk through the walls of my house. You're kidding me. We don't all live in these palatial brick structures you have up there in Liverpool. Some of us live in fucking tar paper shacks. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally see the appeal there of the Moral Panic movie. And I think you're right. I think if, if you told all the Hollywood dick bags who made all those obnoxiously expensive Godzilla movies that they could have done it for fucking 40 bucks or whatever this movie was made for, they'd be fuming. But I get it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a movie born out of a real and ridiculous fear. And that makes it much more fun, doesn't it? As soon as you're poking fun at someone's dumb fear you're in fun territory because all fear is yeah. real fear some of it's just dumber than others yeah and we're, and we're set in chicago which you know not an awful lot of movies are set in chicago you get your, your john hughes movies mm -hmm. and like i guess there are some cop movies that are set in chicago but like not loads not millions i mean you end up getting a lot of gangster you know prohibition yeah, type movies true. set in chicago but that's that's not necessarily a chicago that's as satisfying to see uh, you know as a modern you know depiction of chicago the landscape the buildings the city the culture all that kind of stuff largely absent from those movies and it's very you're immediately aware you're looking at like cg chicago kind of stuff yeah well i feel like this didn't shoot in, in chicago no it looks like shit let's be honest <laughs> it doesn't look like most of it's underground a lot of it's on a set some of its models and some of it just looks like they were like is there an empty room anywhere anywhere near us because we'll shoot there it's not a love letter to the chicago uh skyline it's, it's not like it doesn't no. depict it in any way no it's it's not wolf and chicago edition no it doesn't feel like a chicago i wouldn't put this in like the great chicago movie category no the only thing that it has in common with Wolfen is that it fucking shoehorns in this romance subplot yeah with a grizzly out cop. of nowhere yeah grizzly cop meets hot girl they bang wolf and yeah. alligator venn diagram <laughs> that's it <laughs> i mean there you know there are some subtle similarities i think uh, you know i'd be lying if i said that uh, robert forster's performance didn't remind me a little bit of your boy from uh, from the wolfy wolfen yeah i don't know how much of that is deliberate or lazy <laughs> well they i think this came out the year before i mean I, when i say lazy i mean more like this like lazy character yeah. just yeah this cop on pa yeah. on paper is like a lot of cops in a lot of these roles. And I think Finney, you're never going to fucking hear me talk shit about Finney's performance in that movie. He was magical. What did you think of Robert Forster's performance in this? I think it's great. I think he's he's having a great time. Mm -hmm. They're constantly mocking him for going bald. That was weird. My The only thing I didn't like about the movie was that shit because he looks <laughs> fine. Like, have him at least look like shit if you're going to take the piss out of him for going bald. Well, so what what's happening there is he's... The actor, Robert Forster, mm. has just had plugs. Yeah. So he's got all these like big gaps where his plugs are going to grow in. Which is fascinating to me because who the fuck gets plugs while they're getting over spinal meningitis? Because that's also well, what's happening to him in this film. Yeah, he's having a great time. Get his priorities straight. Fuck, I've got spinal meningitis. Better get hair plugs. <laughs> yeah, if I die with spinal meningitis, I want to be 
You know what? Live fast, die young, leave a corpse with hair. That's what they say, right? Fuck yeah. If I get diagnosed with something, I'm getting my teeth done immediately. <laughs> I want to leave the goofiest skeleton. I said to someone the other day, like, if I die with money in the bank, I will consider my life a failure. Yeah, that's what the old timers used to say. You don't want to be the richest man in the graveyard. Absolutely not. It's also a really good way to navigate being fucking stone broke your whole life is to tell yourself it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. But yeah, so I really rate his performance. I think he's funny. I think he's wry. I think he's got, he's just got good physicality. Mm, good movement. I love the like holes in his t-shirt. Mm. He just looks like a, a cop with a singular purpose. To cop. I have a question about his characterization, actually. Go on. Did he really have a dog mm. when he goes into that pet shop at the beginning? No, I don't think so. I think he's... So you think he's he's onto this guy? Yeah, I think so. I think he's got a file on this guy and he's, you know, going in there, chancing his arm. Because, like, we start the movie halfway through the mystery, really. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Which I think is a, a really fun way to skip all the bullshit. Definitely. Drop me in every fucking time, dude. I'm so sick of this, like... Oh my God, Scorsese fucking four hours of build up, 10 seconds of action, 12 hours of epilogue. Like, fuck you. Just show a guy getting eaten and then take me to the pet shop. Done. Yeah. So I've seen that fucking flowers, kids of the fucking children of the flower moon shit. No. Good grief, buddy. Save yourself the hassle. Fuck my ass. Nothing happens. I am going to watch it, but I just, I need a day where. You do? I don't know. I, I wake up and I'm like, all right, today's the fucking day. Strap on my whole, mining helmet and yeah. You need a whole fucking day. Uh, it's not fair to say nothing happens. Loads happens, but it just happens badly. <laughs> it's just fucking weak as piss. I didn't like the Irishman at That's all. Fucking agony. Searing agony. I didn't even like how to fucking do it in America or whatever it was called. I don't Once know upon a time in Hollywood, about. that's the one. <laughs> that's Tarantino. Care. They're all boring and long. <laughs> I feel like um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was two and a half hours, which is 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 okay. It's not good. It's an hour too long. <laughs> I watched it on a plane. It was good. That's exactly what Quentin wanted, was me to watch it in a tiny little screen. Yeah, a little scratched up screen on the back of someone's chair. <laughs> oh, fuck him. He doesn't get to tell you how to watch a film. And conversely, I wouldn't watch Alligator on a plane. I'd want to watch it uh, driving on a gigantic screen. Yeah. <laughs> Some movies just command that. And a lot of these fucking long movies, they're not doing enough for me, bud. I think we've got to a point now where there are a few names left in Hollywood that have such cachet that, like, no one will dare say no. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nobody said anything to Scorsese about this movie while he was making it. I guarantee it. You know what blows my fucking mind? The Departed is one of my favourite movies of all time. I probably watched it more than maybe as much as fucking Wayne's World or something. That movie is littered front to back with continuity errors, just logic fuck-ups, like broken character decisions that make no sense, camera angles that reveal shit they shouldn't. It's fucked. Like, it's really badly made. And nobody at any point in the process was like, you want to fucking tidy that up? He's got a cigarette in his mouth one minute, and then he hasn't. Like, nobody said anything to him. It just fucking came out as it is. Yeah. I feel like that's, you can get away with that when the movie is, is carrying you along. Yeah. The movie's carrying you along at a speed where it's like, I saw that, oh, well, I've moved on now. Yeah. Whereas, like, 
the Irishman, I was so hoiked out by the fucking insane de-aging CGI nonsense. Yeah. Everybody looks like fucking little E.T. aliens or something. It's like, it's awful. But this is this brings me back to exactly what we were just talking about with Robert Forster in this movie, with Albert Finney and the other fucking in the, in the Cujo movie or whatever it was. They, they are ragged as fuck. They're 100% Oh, natural. They're probably not even wearing makeup. They got holes in their clothes. They look ridiculous at times. And it's 100% immersive, totally involving. And you feel like you're a part of the action unfolding in front of you. More so in Alligator than you do in fucking Thanksgiving, which is an Eli Roth movie, for fuck's sake. As a, as a culture in Hollywood, they've moved away from like character actors. Yeah, completely. And like there are some that obviously litter the, the second tier in films. But like... Nobody is casting non-beautiful people to like lead their movies, and it fucking—it's a real downer. It is. I think like Bill Skarsgård might be the last character. Actually. But like Bill Skarsgård is also kind of beautiful in that weird he's sort very, of model yeah, way. He's very fucking attractive. Yeah, but I I do often wonder like if you walk past Bill Skarsgård on an average day, you wouldn't. He's he's not the kind of like stop and drop beauty of like Brad Pitt or someone, is he? He's yeah. he's very interesting to look at and a very attractive dude but like he fits into that kind of hinterland of actors who can be lit beautifully and look oddly great um yeah there's a fucking kid in thanksgiving who is steve buscemi jr it's so funny he's a fucking child steve buscemi buscemi i say buscemi you say bruce or i say bruce bruce lee he's he looks exactly like steve buscemi it's fucking ridiculous but yeah I think movies are better when people don't have plastic faces. Yeah, I just think not everyone needs to be the best-looking person you've ever seen in your life. Fuck no. It's so boring and so forgettable. Why are we even having to talk about this? It's a movie with Sidney Lassick. We don't get Sidney Lassicks anymore. We get fucking, like, oh, look how hideous Leonardo DiCaprio is or something. Like, they take a yeah. gorgeous actor you get and fucking, paint him up to be hideous. Yeah, Colin Farrell in, in The Batman. Yeah. Like... Like, you could have just cast Michael Gazzo in that role. Exactly. I mean, you wouldn't be able to hear the dialogue because you'd be fucking shouting it all, but... <laughs> but who cares? It'd be interesting. I love Michael Gazzo in this movie. Yeah. It's, he's so funny. Big fan? Yeah, like, I mean, I love him anyway. Obviously, Godfather 2, which you haven't seen because... Nope. You've not seen the first one. But he's in one of my favourite episodes of Jake and the Fat Man. Right. He's just great. Obviously... I share some kinship with him because we're both gravelly fuckers, but like, mm -hmm. he's just hilarious to me. Uh, yeah. I mean, a great oddball ensemble of a cast. Yeah. A lot of weird, I don't know what the word is really, like people who approach roles unconventionally in a really conventional movie. Yeah. You know, we're talking about a movie that is a convention in and of itself and people are bringing stuff that's at least fucking unique and interesting in their in their performance and i think that's cool casting and that's that's having having one of those scripts where it's like okay this is obviously like a silly monster movie i'm not going to overthink it i'm just going to go with my gut and i think sydney lassick smashes it in that regard in this yeah. movie i absolutely love this guy sydney lassick is a is a, a real actor here because like you don't recognize him from one flew over the cookie's nest or whatever like it's it's he's so different he's such yeah like a different character, a different energy, a different presence. It's like, if you can do that in fucking Alligator, like it's, it's just next level. Just really good. Yeah, kind of unstoppable. 
I think, and Cheswick is one of my favourite characters ever yeah. in, in Cuckoo's Nest. He's so great. He's fucking amazing in Man on the Moon. Like, he's done so much good stuff. And again, a great character actor. Mm. You just don't get him anymore. But to the point about Robert Forster's holy t-shirt, I think that's <laughs> I think that's sick. We need more of that. He's just, yeah. Love Forster. Yep. Love Robin Riker. Thought she was great. She's superb. Henry Silver yeah. as the the big game hunter is hilarious. I love so funny. Obviously, Henry Sil- Henry Silver is one of those guys that is like in every single Italian movie, right. and like you can smell it on him. You can smell the J and B on his breath like throughout this movie. It's like <laughs> he's fucking hammered, right? <laughs> yeah, and he's he's terrible, and he's just having a really good time. He's hamming it up. He loves it. Oh, and then obviously he gets to die, and maybe the best death. No, it's not. The best death is when the the kid throws his brother in the pool directly into the open mouth of the alligator. I did not think they were going to go there, and they fucking did, and it was incredible. Just hurl a kid into a giant alligator's maw. Yes. Yeah. Like love that shit. Obviously, we're we are beat for beat like jaws here yeah so we need the kid the kid like mm. scene that needs to happen yeah just so you know that the alligator means business because outside of the kid and kelly the the like rookie cop or whatever the alligator mm. exclusively only kills bad people right which is you know narratively convenient very helpful yes streamlines things but but yeah you need you need some stuff in there just so you know that it's 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 maybe not quite so discerning with its palate. Yeah, it's an indiscriminate fucking chump machine, and it's gonna bust out of anywhere where there's water and gobble your knob. Yeah, I, I think my favorite kill actually is when it it doesn't even involve biting. He just like tramples that car really maliciously oh, yeah. with the with the pharmaceutical like CEO in it or whatever. It's a great trample. Just like, why would you do that? If you're an alligator, that's not what you're into. You're not fucking E-Honda in that bonus level of, like, Street Fighter. You're just, why would you want to smash a car up? Yeah, some, I mean, listen, this movie goes fast, gets the job done quick, has a super-duper cast, and delivers on every level for a monster movie, as far as I'm concerned. There's not enough alligator for my personal taste, uh, but obviously that's that's a deliberate choice by the filmmakers. I'm not going to criticise that. The the model work is fucking top shelf. So I silly. love that shit. So so silly, but it makes you. It doesn't pull you out of the movie. It just reminds you of the artistry of people working in ridiculous confines, trying to make a fucking alligator stomp down the street of Chicago in a realistic way. Yeah, and I actually think it looks really good. Do you know? Two of the names of people who worked on the special effects in this movie. Yeah, I know Brian Cranston did. Yeah. But I don't know the other. Who's the other? So inside of an alligator suit, apparently, I've not been able to verify this. I did try really hard. But inside of an alligator suit is your friend of mine, Mr. Kane Hodder. No. Apparently so. Holy jabronis. What was he like fucking seven years old? Oh, it's 1980. No, he's fully, fully grown ass, fully grown ass man. Wowzers, trousers. Yeah. Okay. I buy it. Sure. Like, There'll I, be so many pretentious dicks online who are like, oh, you can see in the movement. It's the trademark Kane Hodder <laughs> movement. Like, fuck you, kid. He's just a lot of acting with his eyes. 
Yeah, right. When he like blinks his, his like tail. second Euclidean eyelid or whatever. That's pure <laughs> that's pure Jason. It's pure Jason X. Yep. Yeah, deep cut. I mean, he was like, you know, feeling out the Jason role while he was doing Alligator, like just progressing it inch by inch. Sure, he fucking was. Dill, no. I that. I mean, I would, I do, and would believe that. You yeah, know, I think that's fucking cool. I mean, Cranston making the blood on this movie is hysterical to me. Yeah, is he literally just getting started in Hollywood at this point? I think he'd been an extra in a bunch of stuff and was like, I don't want to be right. an extra. I want to learn how to do stuff properly. Right. And this was his first I'll start with alligator. <laughs> this was his first like production assistant role. I watched an interview with him where he was like basically like getting coffees and ferrying script pages around. Right. And someone there was like a, a spot in the special effects team and he was in a he was in a room and they were like, We need someone to do this special effects support job. And he was like, Me, I'll do it, me. This the, what you've got me doing is fucking boring, so please me. And so just straight in there. Yeah. And they were like, okay, this guy, why not? Amazing. My timelines are so screwy. He wasn't in Baywatch for another nine years after this movie. Wow. <laughs> He's great in Baywatch. He plays a guy who runs like pleasure boats around the bay and everyone just gets wasted on these boats and falls in and drowns. And he does not give a solitary fuck. All the lifeguards are like, people are drowning. They're falling off your boat drunk and drowning and getting churned up in propellers and eaten by sharks. And he's like, I don't fucking care. Yeehaw! <laughs> brilliant. I rate Brian Cranston in almost everything apart from Malcolm in the Middle. I fucking hate Malcolm in the Middle with a fiery, burning passion. I don't really like Brian Cranston very much. I know that's not a very cool thing to say nowadays, but he just doesn't really do anything for me. He's he is a bit everywhere, and like sometimes he is wooden as fuck. What's he? What's he great in? What's a great Cranston flick that I can that will swing me? Well, he's great in that episode of X Files. He's great in Baywatch as well. To be fair, he's great in Seinfeld. Mm, can't think of him in Seinfeld, but I believe you. He's Watley the dentist. He converts to Judaism so he can make Jew jokes. <laughs> Love it. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. But then he gets mad at Jerry when he makes dentist jokes. Calls him an anti-dentist. How's- how fucking good is Seinfeld? It's amazing. If you can just tell me the premise of a character and I piss myself laughing. Yeah. <laughs> so how do we segue back to Alligator? Who knows? I think that's. <laughs> I think we did it. I think that was it. We did it. Ask the question. Ask and you shall receive. Yeah. Uh, Robin Riker, did she have a career? Did she do much else? Yeah, this, is, found her this is her first like, movie. She was in, she was like a big TV gal after this. Like... Right. I think she was in Reba. I, I, I vaguely remember her from an episode of The Fall Guy. Oh, I love The Fall Guy. Fucking amazing. Amazing show. Which I think they're making a, a re-knob of it right now. Oh, for fuck's sake. Who's going to be The Fall Guy? Fucking Mark Wahlberg or some horse shit. I don't know. Let's Mark find out, Wahlberg shall we? Mark Wahlberg is The Fall Guy. I hope it's someone interesting. Ryan Gosling is. Oh, <laughs> polar opposite of interesting... <laughs> fuck's sake i hope it's someone fine who is in every movie and has the minimum amount of char- charisma possible to carry he's got riz when he's funny i think like if he was if he was just allowed to be funny more i think he'd be great yeah the nice guys fantastic mm. i mean it's hard to be unlikable when shane black is writing what the words that are coming out of your mouth for sure and it's kind of hard to be unlikable when you're that fucking hot I don't I don't really see it. 
Really? Oh. No. My favorite Ryan Gosling role is that one episode of Eerie Indiana. God. <laughs> Doesn't he die or something in that? I don't remember. In fact, it's not even Eerie Indiana. It's Are You Afraid of the Dark? So oh. I guess I'll go fucking shoot myself. Yeah, go fuck yourself. I remember <laughs> there's an episode of Eerie Indiana where like this fucking kid gets a heart transplant and it's like he feels all the feelings of the person whose heart gets transplanted and he goes after the guy's girlfriend or something. I remember fucking crying my eyes out over this episode. <laughs> I need to find it and rewatch it because I bet it was fucking asinine bullshit. Almost definitely. But it felt like it was changing my life at the time. I'll um I'll dig it out because I've got the DVDs. Oh, nice. How many fucking seasons are there? Two. There was oh. two, and they, they had like a return to Indiana, to return to Erie Indiana series afterwards, which is it like uh, fucking sucked. Yeah, is it like Twin Peaks: The Return? Oh, you wouldn't know. I wouldn't. Maybe you should know. Maybe you should find out. Yeah, I, you're gonna hate it. I I almost definitely won't hate it because David Lynch is a man who knows what he's doing. I refute that hard. I don't think he's got a fucking clue what he's doing. <laughs> Do you really think he knows what he's doing? I don't think he's got the slightest idea. Maybe he doesn't know what he's doing. Maybe he's like floating through on vibes, but in a way that... Yeah, that is a skill. Yeah. But in a, it, yeah, it, it's an eight. It's it's built into him that, you know, good shit comes out. Do you see that fucking yeah. Netflix thing with the, with the fucking little macaque monkey or whatever it was from a few years ago? Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. I think you're right. That is innate, but the skill is not letting it get crushed or doubting it, right? Because yeah. when you're a kid, you come up with some incredibly wacky, crazy, funny shit. And there's always someone who's like, fuck you, don't do that. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, it must be wrong. I think David Lynch is an example of like, if you stay true to your inner child and your creative voice and you don't compromise, apart from when you make commercials and shit, then you, you know, you become king of the jungle. Yeah. His magic is being able to self-limit in a way that means... Because people aren't saying no to David Lynch the same way they're not saying no to Kevin Smith or fucking mm. Scorsese or Tarantino or, or whatever. So, like, there must be something in him that's stopping him go, going full dickweed. Mm. Well, maybe he is full dickweed and we've just drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah, that's true. Plenty of people... Drink the Tarantino Kool-Aid or the Scorsese Kool-Aid. The Smith Kool-Aid. I mean, nobody is looking at Kevin Smith's most recent films and being like, this is high art. Oh boy, that fucking Yoga Hoses movie. I wanted so, so bad for that to be good. And it is insufferably dire. It might be the worst film I've ever seen. Well... Challenge accepted, Sam. Dude, it's unfucking watchable. It took me about seven tries to watch that film. I think I would have tapped out after number four. Uh, I mean, I'm talking over a period of years. I just every now and then would just go back and be like, fucking hell, go on then, another 10 minutes, maybe something fun. Nope, nothing funny happens. Does it have uh, Johnny Depp doing his fucking yep. weird Quebecois mm -hmm. accent? Which I think he gets away with in Tusk. Just about. Just about. Yeah. Yep. Not in this film. No, sorry, Bob. Well, again, that's how like how a film can carry you through the the sketchier or the shittier elements. 
Yeah, and make something terrible fun. Yeah, which is kind of like what Alligator does. Oh, Alligator does that in spades. Alligator takes something ridiculously dumb. Mutated dogs are being thrown into a sewer, and a small alligator ate them, and now it goes on a rampage and kills a bunch of people. And turns it into something really cool. I think Jaws does it to a level that is genuinely artistic. It's Jaws is incredible, yeah. and it's basically a perfect film, in my opinion. This is not a perfect film, and it does more with the fun side of Jaws. Less, I think this, the humor in Jaws is really sophisticated, it's really tender, it's, it's very human. It's more, uh, Alligator is more poking fun, and it's more silly goose type hum- humor. Yeah. But it still, it still works, and it chugs the movie along at a fucking hell of a clip. You're not, you're not bored watching Alligator, are you? Absolutely not. I think there, there are some really funny little nugget bits and they're mostly around little rubber alligators that wiggle around and they're really funny yep mm-hmm. i think we we get three little rubber alligator moments and they're all hilarious when he's yeah. like looking at a map and he takes off a big stack of papers and there's a rubber alligator there and he's like where are you yeah where are you like that's hilarious like you put that alligator there so you could make that moment the alligator yeah. that they hang inside his locker hilarious great fun yep and then like the i guess the 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 people that are cashing in on it they're like selling the yeah all the toy alligators buy an alligator yeah. make you giggle watch it wave watch it wiggle or whatever it is that they say it's just like yes, so good it's great i like the, the moments that are genuinely straight out of like a, a sewer horror playbook i absolutely love as well Climbing up the ladder from the sewer, trying mm. to escape, and the grate being shut, and the you know being pulled down and screaming, and then the flashback to that—all of that was fucking great. Textbook, really, really fun. The the alligator itself, I just think looks great. No fucking notes from me, bud. In all its incarnations, I know it's probably been treated horrifically, like the real live one, but the animatronic one and Kane Hodder's alligator, <laughs> all just top tier for me. I haven't seen a better alligator review. No, I don't think so. Maybe. What's the alligator like in Lake Placid? Good, uh, but a bit blatantly CG at times, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that, that which was again my, just yanks me out of it. That was my fear. But just going back to the stuff that yanks, CG blood is a real fucking bugbear for me. Hey, fucking Thanksgiving is chock full of that shit. It looks like a joke. Yeah, I mean, there's. Oh. I, I think there's been a couple of times where I've been like, that's CG blood. And I don't mind. But for the mm. most part, I'm like, that just doesn't look real. It doesn't look like it's going anywhere. It doesn't look like it lands. It doesn't look like it sticks. It doesn't... It's just nope. not not the one And you know me. they can do it well. You've seen blood in video games that's fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, God, just pull your finger out. But yeah, no, I think the alligator is amazing. Like, it always looks cool. I think they do some quite artful things when in, in the way that they shoot it as well. There's that one little shot where, like, they're looking at the map in the sewer where it's um, Robert Forster's character, whose name is yeah. David Marston, David Madison. Yeah, so David Madison and Kelly are looking at this, uh, looking at the map, and like he sort of swings the torch around or something. And you just get like a mm. glimpse of the alligator just behind them. And it's in the background, fucking great. I love it. Yeah, I was watching it with Claire, and I said, "Holy shit, did you see that?" And she was like, "No." And we rewound it and watched it again. And I was like, "That's." hella creepy yeah. and like but doing that well with a fucking alligator must be hard work they nailed it there was loads of really good shots of like just a leg walking yeah. just an eye like lots of great shots of eyes 
long, like slow movement along its like scaly body just to show the scale. Oh, <laughs> entendre. Uh, is it a double entendre or a double entendre, Jamie? What do you think? I just don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> just avoid it completely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so, you know, stuff like that. I think if you're shooting a scary alligator and you get clever with it, you're just doubling your money every time you yeah. do something cool with it, different angles and... The top-down shot of it walking down the street when it's a model is so fucking cool. I loved it. Yeah, like that whole scene when it bursts out of the uh, of the sewer. Yeah, and like sort of weirdly like wriggles its way free. Nothing looks real. Everything looks like it's made mm. of fucking papier mâché or whatever. Yep. Oh, papier mâché. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm making a list. <laughs> Yeah, I love that because the the thing that looks best in those scenes is the alligator. The street looks like fucking plywood. Yeah. And the alligator looks amazing. It looks great. So I think the alligator that they use in those scenes is like a like a an infant alligator, so it's probably about mm. 4 feet maybe, 3 or 4 feet. Yeah, and I yeah, I read they they did that obviously for like scale purposes, but also they move quicker, so you would actually have some movement, and you wouldn't have like giant glacial fucking prehistoric alligators lumbering around. There are there are a lot of like slasher movement sections in this movie where like the alligator mm. is a million miles behind you, walking as slow yeah. as a fucking alligator, and you're running yeah. full pelt. You in this situation are what a shithead journalist, but like. Yeah. You're running full pelt away from the alligator, and it. How does it catch you? It's like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Like almost with that exact track over the top as well. <laughs> like the Jaws are like soundtrack is so funny oh, to good. me. Da ding, da dum, da ding, da dum. <laughs> Fucking how close can you get without getting sued? Like they 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 do some fun stuff with it as well because I think obviously it's on purpose. They know what they're doing. Yeah, and but like. There's there's a couple where it's like da 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 it's just like oh it's great it's amazing and like it's, it's a really doomy slimy grimy synth mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like in the the James Horner score for Jaws mm. it's like it feels really orchestral and like da da yeah. ah whereas this yeah, feels like and huge yeah it feels like some sweaty little man in a stained t-shirt in a, like a bedroom in fucking Brooklyn somewhere is going like, how can I make the synth that I accidentally dropped out of my two-story walk-up work? Yes. It's, it's, it's like accidentally like the keys are sticking down for too long. Yeah. It's fucking distorted to shit. It's just, yeah. I think it I really love it. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me and too. Like, no, no criticism of that. It brings in some like other instruments in there as well, which like, I think it's just, it's, it's just really cool. It's a cool score. Yeah, it does. Again, it, it you don't. I think the sign of a great score in a horror movie, and again, I could be proven wrong in this in a heartbeat, I imagine, but is that you don't really notice how it's making you feel. Yeah, and you, it just kind of happens to you as part of the film. It doesn't leap out. It's not absent. You're not, you, you know, you're not waiting for it. It just does its fucking job, and then you reflect on it afterwards, maybe, and you think, "Wow, that was amazing." Yeah, I think like a lot of this film has that. And then there are the Jaws yeah. moments where it's like, yeah. where where that ah. sort of rips you away and is like, oh yeah, Jaws. Like, so funny. It's pretty good. Like, yeah. I, I, one thing that I was really impressed with was that I actually felt the continuity of the alligator was pretty solid. 
Because in these movies, normally I'm like, fucking, that's a different chimp. Yeah. There's like 60 different chimps in this movie. But I thought every time I was like, same alligator. I believed that it was the same one that she flushed. Like, I was like, it does look like that one all grown up. Like, I just thought it was convincing. I thought it was cool. Do you think it's stupid that it's her alligator that they flushed into the sewers? No, I think it's amazing. I love that shit. She has an actual, like, character arc. Yes, it's completely fucking ridiculous. But, you know, she's a kid who is massively into alligators. One, her, her pet is tragically flushed. And it grows up to be this fucking monster that she then has to track and take down and she falls in love in the process. Love her character. Love that story. I just think it's so... I mean, it does kind of track that, like, you keep getting pets and they keep mysteriously dying. Right. Why wouldn't you want to go into, like, animal science if that's what sure. keeps happening to you when you're a kid? It does kind of track. People get into shit for weirder reasons, right? Yeah. I just think Chicago's kind of a big city. So yeah. it doesn't make sense to me that the one alligator that's flushed is the one that belonged to her. But, you know... See, what doesn't make sense to me is that that's the fucking logic problem you have with this movie. <laughs> I like it because it feels so tropey for a monster movie. It's yeah. like, there's always like some little girl's got some connect, like fucking, I don't know, Godzilla kissed her butt or something. She was, like, there's always some stupid connection between... <laughs> I haven't seen many Godzilla movies. So it's some... Fucking stupid connection between the monster and some child or some guy, right? Yeah. And this is one of my faves. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. It, it definitely is fun. Yeah. It's also worth noting that I I like alligators as antagonists. I think they are really scary. And that maybe this movie doesn't go far enough for my, my personal taste in, in making the alligator as ominous as it could be. Uh, you mentioned Lake Placid. I do think that movie does a great job of the like the sinister underwater you know, sort of creeping, slow moving, mm. and then lunging type alligator. There's not a lot of lunging in this. That's the scariest thing, right? Is you're you're near the edge of the water and before you know it, you've had your fucking head ripped off. But, you know, that being said, I, I do think this alligator has menace. I love the artwork. It's so fucking so out of keeping with the rest of the movie, but it's a really gothic looking sewer full of fog and a gigantic, flat, creepy as hell looking prehistoric alligator. Yeah. But I do genuinely find that the alligator in this movie is is just sort of threatening enough to keep it, you know, keep it on the right side of stupid. I I agree, and I like. I was thinking about other alligator movies. Obviously, Lake Placid is. I was going to say recent. It's like fucking twenty years ago at this point. Yeah, and like obviously, Eaten Alive with Robert Englund from the uh, from the late seventies, which is okay. Yeah, it's not. I don't, know, don't think it holds up massively well, but it but it is a cool sort of curio. And like I agree that like the scariest thing about an alligator is knowing that there's one kind of nearby. Yeah. I remember like the pissing threat. behind a, a bar in Orlando. Is that illegal? I'm not there anymore, you can't arrest me. Um It's definitely not legal, but how many fucking times have you pissed outside just forgetting in America that it's the same as walking around with a beer, you just forget, right? Yeah. Well, so, but I was pissing behind this bar, um, and I'm pretty sure there was an alligator nearby, or like even just the threat of an alligator nearby. I was like, Ooh. drunk enough that I was like, an alligator might come and bite my dick off right now. Mm hmm. That would shrivel you up quick. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty shriveled I mean, to start with, so. Walnut whip time. Have you, have I told you about when uh, I was pissing behind a warehouse? Have I told you about the Black Widow? I must have told you about this. No. 
Fucking hell, I was pissing behind this warehouse in, I think it was in Modesto, California, just played a show in, in like a, a squatted warehouse thing. And uh, I was looking down, pissing, and I saw like a spider leg just like reach out and kind of like tickle the air right near my dick. And I took a little sidestep and sort of squatted while pissing to try and see like behind this drain pipe what the fuck kind of spider it was. And it was a fucking humongous black widow. And I thought, holy shit, I've never seen Black Widow. So I like stayed there and looked at it a little bit. And I, it was in the like right on the edge of my mind to let it like crawl onto my hand and get a better look. And then I was like, oh no, they're 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 naughty ones. Don't do that. So I went away and told everyone I saw a Black Widow, and they're like, no way. If that had bitten your dick, you'd have got necrosis in your dick. Their bites turn your flesh necrotic. Can you imagine if I'd just been looking the other way and got dick bit by a fucking Black Widow? Yeah. I feel like your dick is necrotic enough without any outside manipulation, frankly. So you dodged a bullet there. Pretty good. I mean, that is what they call my dick on the streets. They call it necrosis. Yeah. That's a great evil villain name, necrosis. That must exist. That must exist. Must exist. When we make like horror gladiators, necrosis is definitely one of them. Pretty good, yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about, before we take a break and and come back and sum up, uh, a little bit about Mm. the villains of this movie. Okay. Because obviously, in a movie where there's a giant alligator, it's not enough that there's just a giant alligator. You also have to have sketchy pet shop owners, fucking sketchy pharmaceutical companies, corrupt Mm -hmm. mayors, shitheel journalists. Mm -hmm. How... This is a separate question, but how do you think the journalist pitched that story about his partner going missing so it got fucking front page news in Chicago? Uh, yeah, I know, right? Fucking care. I think he was just uh, in with the right people. The old boys club. Well, he went down fucking, what's that bar? The Billy Goat Tavern where all the journalists like get wasted and share scoops. Probably like twisted a few cocks down there and got it got it front and center wild but yeah so obviously we have these villains so we have a bunch of people that it's okay to eat mm-hmm. and it's really satisfying to watch the pet shop guy get it you know it's happening you see it coming from fucking space it is the good. great wall of china of like movie deaths <laughs> the like, great wall of china of alligator kills <laughs> <laughs> like he knocks the dog in. The dog doesn't go in the water. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. Fucking great. It is funny. <laughs> he has to like herpy-derp his way down there. He's just yeah. a funny presence in this as well. He's just having a, a wonderful little goofy time. Walking all the way in there as well. Like he doesn't just chuck it down a storm drain. He climbs into the fucking sewer, wades into the human shit to try and get this dog as far in as he can. Like, you f- you're going to get fucking eaten, bud. Yeah. If it's not an alligator, it's going to be a fucking rat king or fucking... Yeah, something's going to fuck you up. Ratmer from VHS Viral or whatever the fuck that was. Bebop and Rocksteady could be fucking anything. Yeah. Also, like, the sewers are gross. But nobody's like, <laughs> hey, it's gross down here. Nobody's like... This is this is gross. There's poop. There's poops everywhere. Everyone's like, I'll happily walk in here with my shoes and my fucking shitty jeans. Like, yeah, I think the problem we have is that 
English sewers are such a fucking no-go because they're so ancient and so small mm. and so scary and so full of goblins and teeming, brimming with fecal matter and urine. In America, the storm drain system, I think, is a little bit more sophisticated. So that if you hop down into a sewer, you're not immediately neck deep in fucking shit and dead dogs. You've got a little bit of grace before you get to grey water and turds. But, yeah, you are fucking weird if you're just... <laughs> climbing down into the sewer and hurling dogs around like you fucked it yeah i feel like if if i was near a sewer like this i'd be walking like that weird sort of tiptoes like yeah. I'm, I'm i'm definitely gonna get covered in shit regardless but i'm tiptoeing it like yeah. it makes a fucking difference mm -hmm. but yeah i think that whole scene is fucking cool the 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 wedding the alligator red wedding scene is so funny Perfect. it's so fun it's you're rooting for everyone to get eaten. Yeah. Your only criticism is that, like, the survivors. It's so good. Chomping away, just munching people out. Yeah. Fun. It's funny that, like, the alligator, like, has, like, a little starter of, like, the wait staff. And then, <laughs> yes, like, eats, like, five waiters. And then is like, okay, yes. I've had enough waiters. <laughs> had enough sausages. Now I'm going to move on to the bacon. <laughs> like. Love that. You know, oh, is that how? <laughs> that's how I eat a fryer. how you eat. Yeah. I've had enough sausages. I'm moving on to the bacon. <laughs> I love it. I hadn't actually noticed that. I think that's even funnier now. Let's start with the waiters and build up to the bride. Yeah. And it also... That's what I do at weddings. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, that whole scene is very, very similar to the November Rain video, like the second half of the November Rain Good video. Grief. <laughs> Only you noticed that, Jamie. If I had any inclination at all, I would recut that scene to the to the tune of November Rain. But I don't because you know, who has the fucking time to do yeah. that? It's funnier to just say it than it actually is in practice. Yeah, absolutely. Because it probably wouldn't even match up that well. But like It wouldn't be funny at all. No, no one would get it. <laughs> so I just think that's it's a fucking it's such a goof. Such a yeah. good time goof, fun time movie. Because you know somebody at some point said, what if the alligator fucking eats a wedding? They probably had like a pitch board where they were like, what are the best things this alligator could bust out into? Weddings, bar mitzvahs, fucking go-kart racing. Like they probably had all these insane ideas and they settled on wedding for a reason. And it's because of all the white and all the waiters and the pure chaos and just the tragedy and the ruination. It's a really good choice, I think. Yeah, I think an alligator and a bris would be good. That'd be per fucking perfect, dude. You'd be tempted, right? Get, get two birds stoned at once here. I think the best application for an alligator in, is in a pool, in a household pool. Yeah, very cool. I mean, I love reading those fucking stories online, usually in places like Florida, where it's like dad leaps into pool directly into mouth of alligator. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of shit's great. So, like, that scene is perfect for that. Obviously, I yeah. think, much like it's kind of dumb that it's her alligator. It's kind of dumb that it makes its way to the pharmaceutical CEO's wedding, daughter's wedding. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> but you let it slide maybe because it you want this guy to die. Yeah, maybe there's something uh, something in the genetically modified dog meat that it eats that kind of draws him there. I don't yeah. know. There's some, some, some movie logic. I like that as well. I, you know, I love any kind of mutagen or like substance being somewhere it shouldn't be and then being consumed or accidentally, you know, fucking sprayed everywhere or whatever. And I love that 
that's the alligator's origin story. I think it's twisted to hell, but done with just the right amount of humor and self-awareness to really, really pull it off well. Yeah, well, you have no idea what's going on in the sewers, right? There's fucking dead, vivisected dogs. There's fucking Mm. ooze. There's there's fucking... Secrets. Like, there's all kinds of stuff that's happening down there. Everything that... Much like a sack, nothing good has ever happened in a sewer, right? (laughs) You're really selling the sewers to me. I've got to say, the sewers sound more rad than sacks right now. (laughs) Well, so... One of the toys that I had when I was a kid was like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like fan skateboard thing. I thought you say a sack full of turds. <laughs> no. Yeah, from from the game Turtles in Time. Yeah. That's what, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. And like the idea of like skimming through the sewers on your little sort of hover skateboard whizzy guy. That was the coolest thing that could possibly ever happen. Very cool. Yeah, sewer surfing. But in the UK... It's much more like you're crawling through a river of shit. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah and it's crumbling on you. Yeah. And... You're way more Andy Dufresne than you are fucking anyone else. You know what Ninja I mean? Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> so much more Andy Dufresne than fucking Leonardo. Yeah. Which is sad. Yeah, and that's like the way that life is, right? Yeah. It's, what, it's how Hollywood fucks you up. I mean, they're both Hollywood. Let's be honest. That's yeah. Nice. But like, <laughs> that's, that's a. a prison shit pipe that he grows out of it's not it's not strictly a sewer but i mean oh god how great is that scene just crawling through miles of prison shit to get to your freedom so good yeah i'd do it oh would i do it i probably wouldn't do it i'd probably just stay in prison because it's gonna be easy i've got a got a playstation i wouldn't make it that far i'd have killed myself on day one i wouldn't get the choice (laughs) see ya say let me tar that roof i'm leaping off it they let me in that library. I'm fucking decapitating myself with a fucking library guillotine. Guillotine? <laughs> All right, let's sum this fucking baby up. All right, let's take a little break. We'll come back and we'll sum up this enlarged larynx cut puppy. Yeah, you go gather yourself. Come on, man. Does a thing even work? No. There's nothing out there. It's just dead air. Oh boy, are we back. <laughs> we are back. So, Sam, tell us what you think. Sum up your thoughts on Alligator. It's really easy for me to sum this up because I just had a blast from start to finish. I didn't expect much and I got loads. It was a very clever little monster movie made for fucking no money whatsoever, which are some of my favorite types mm. of movie. It had the right amount of creepy, dungeon-esque sewer activity for my for my taste uh it had everything that keeps me right on the edge of being able to watch septic man but without quite tipping into the bravery level that i need to watch it um i love gigantic mutated monsters of all kinds and people you know if if there was a melting person in this movie it would have been a fucking 10 out of 10 it's it's hamstrung a little bit by budget but i i feel like there's so many benefits to that that kind of vastly outweigh the idea that it would be better with more money yeah so a terrific a uh, little monster movie is what I would say. I'd, I've got to be honest, I found the cast a bit lukewarm at times, but I really genuinely enjoyed uh, Robert Forster and Robin Riker's on-screen chemistry, and I will go to the wall for Sidney Lassick. What an absolute fucking gem. So front to back, enjoyed every second. One hour, 31 minutes of pure fun. I'm going to give it 
1980 chunks bitten out of my ass out of 1985. Wow, that's a tricky score to wrap my head around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck it, it is what it is. Yeah. What about you, Jamie? How would you, someone comes up to you in the street and says, fuck, I just saw this movie Alligator. What do you think of it? What are you saying to him? I'm saying, don't talk to me. I'm, I've got my headphones in. That's, that's accurate response. Yeah. Obviously, I love this movie. I think it is so fun, so silly, so good in like little moments, little hints that there's some thought gone into it with like some clever shots and some clever use. Similar to Jaws, obviously, the uh, alligator animatronic didn't really work very well. So they had to like cleverly try and shoot around it. And that just mm. makes it better. Like having infinite money to make a, an animatronic that works is ultimately going to give you a boring film where there's just a shark flying around on a fucking magic carpet, biting people or something. I don't know. That's yeah. I mean, that sounds like a pretty cool movie, actually. Magic carpet. That sounds fucking sick. Shark. Um, Aladdin with a shark. Yeah. Magic carpet shark. <laughs> That's so good. If anyone from the Asylum or Sci-Fi Channel is listening, I've copyrighted that. You can't have it. <laughs> Sci-Fi Channel would bite your fucking arm off for that shit. <laughs> I once made a, a, a note on my phone of like Sci-Fi Channel movies that I would like to make. I wonder if you it's better still... fucking add Magic Carpet Shark because that is a winner. I still have it. It's on here. So there's Crocodile, ADHBs, Octopus Complex. <laughs> Sorry. Hang on. <laughs> Don't blow past ADHBs like it's not fucking genius. Oh my god. Squidrophenia. These are <laughs> now you've got magic carpet shark. You're really yeah. fucking you're a real Hollywood prospect right now. Like these are this is how these people make movies, right? They just think of a funny title and they work backwards from there. Mm. Oh, that's maybe maybe this movie's one letdown is the title. Yeah? What would you call it if you could call it anything else? I have not thought that through. Uh, the Taste of Ass. Okay. I would call it Alligator hyphen The Taste of Ass. Yeah? No, I wouldn't because that would, that would devalue it. What I was thinking about this movie is there are silly movies, there are fun movies, and there are trash. And I think this is just a fun movie. Because at the start, I was like, here we go, some fun trash. But it doesn't have the trash vibe. It it doesn't go there, really. No. It's, it's, it elevates itself a little bit above trash, and it doesn't want to embrace being trash like some other movies we've covered. It stays well and truly in the fun zone, and I respect that. Like, it's got Roger Corman fingerprints all over it. And, like, mm. Roger Corman obviously made low-budget movies and gave people with good ideas and strong but undeveloped chops the opportunity to like make films mm. and to just throw everything at the wall and sometimes you get trash and sometimes like sometimes you get fucking piranha 2 flying killers directed by james cameron sometimes yeah. you get piranha 1 directed by joe dante like mm. which i think operates in a very similar space to this obviously that's also a jaws ripoff for sure and has has a, a more fun take on like the Jaws theme, which obviously we have here. And this film, obviously, we're, we're not in shark territory, or we're not even in like sea creature territory. So it's like moving towards more like grizzly and fucking big octo octopus one, which is called Tentacles, I think. And like, I love all of that shit. Some of it's better than others. Some of it I like mm. it just for sheer 
force of will. Anything that's like that now, it's kind of boring. I feel yeah. like there's something in the 80s, if you were making a shit film on purpose, or you're making a film that was that you knew was kind of shit and you were kind of winking with it, it just hits different to like Sharknado or whatever. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and even those bridging movies like Tremors and Arachnophobia and stuff like that, they, they probably owe a bit of a debt to movies like Alligator for opening the door just a tiny bit more yeah. for them to be silly and scary and fun and not be exactly what you just said, the complete fuck fight of snakes on a plane and fucking... Yeah, ADHBs. ADHBs would rip ass. That would be <laughs> so fun. Is the premise that uh, a load of ADHD medication gets accidentally blasted through like a, a fan and engulfs a load of beehives and the the bees go fucking hyperproductive and they make way too much fucking hive and honey and engulf an entire city and everyone goes doggy dog and has to kill each other to survive i mean it is now let's go yeah that's, this is money. like who knew that the adhbs would be like the stand like <laughs> yeah i know we've immediately elevated the material because there is fun and beauty and magic in dumb ideas. Yeah. And this this fucking this movie might be the Lawrence Arms of eighties monster movies. Like it takes something dumb, elevates it, celebrates it, and everyone sings along and has a good time. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah, this this film has read a lot of Russian literature and definitely wants you to know about it. But also <laughs> loves Ghostbusters and Joe Dirt. Yeah. So Enjoy, enjoy your night. The weird little speech that he does where he mentions her beautiful tits, which is a horrible phrase that I don't like saying. There's something weird about the phrase, about the word tits that I just don't, makes me feel 12. Do you know what I mean? Really? I love the word tits. It's so fun. But yeah, so there's... there's what don't you like about the word tits? I just think it's, I don't know, it feels grimier than like boobs or breasts. <laughs> Or, well, it's the difference between shit and poo, I think, as well, right? Tits and boobs. What about titties? Titties. See, titties is fine. It's something about like the hard, the hardness of all of those sounds. T it. S Do you know what I mean? It's like it's so aggressive. I never say that. I don't pronounce. I always say titties. I, I wouldn't say titties. I would only say it like that if I was being, <laughs> I was being weird, like I am right now. I can't even look at myself. Um, titties. Tits. Do you know what I mean? Tits. I like, no, I like tits. I like the word tits a lot. And I don't like boobs much. Okay. I think I like boobs. I like, I like buzzy wuzzies. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I hate? I fucking hate norks. Oh, get the fuck out of here with your norks. I don't say it, but I, I do appreciate it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you appreciate norks? I appreciate Why? norks. I like to imagine no. that it's got a G at the beginning. Gnorks. <laughs> That's great. Those gnarly norks. <laughs> I think Knockers is really having a fucking return to the zeitgeist. Yeah, I've, knockers. I've always been a fan of Knockers. Yeah, Knockers is great. All I'm going to say in defense is that it feels very real to me. Yeah. And I just love, there's a, there's a wit in saying something like that in that moment that's very cheeky and and speaks to a kind of evolving relationship that's deepening somehow and he's kind of testing the water with comments like that i really really like it and i think if i was a single person my tinder bio would just be herpetology of beautiful tits <laughs> do you ever think about like the way that they say boobs in like 
teen American movies from the eighties where they're like wabos. What's the what's the wabos. movie where like a guy a, is it Fright Night where this this little kid sister's going on a date and he's like, Hey sis, nice wabos or whatever. We're getting into gazunga territory here. Yeah, I mean I don't I don't hate gazungas. Just because I imagine Brendan Fraser saying it in fucking Encino Man. Yeah, it's great. What about uh, Mamos? It's a very Australian one. Mamos. It's very similar to like Mammogram. So... Yeah, it's it's Mammaries. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But like (laughs) the O, the O like puts it in Mammogram territory. Mamos, yeah. Mammograms. Always kind of sexy... Mammograms. Does... When I was a kid, if I, I used to see the, mo- the mobile mammography unit and have to hide a stiffy the whole way through Tesco. Yeah. In that room, behind that door, there are unsheathed tits. And yes, they're being squashed between pieces of glass to prevent cancer. That doesn't stop my emerging hormonal boner I mean, from going fucking 0 to 60. There's, there's nothing that separates pressing boobs on glass to check for you know cancerous lumps and mm. like a bikini car wash like it's the same thing fact this is a dumb movie sam yeah it's a great movie i think mm-hmm. my score i'm going to give this 79 out of 80 alligator teeth which is the amount of teeth that an alligator would have if it were real that's incredible that you just have that herpetology knowledge at the front of your brain yeah well you know i'm a i'm a i'm the country's leading herpetologist Hex notes (laughs) country's leading herpetologist i've got a wonderful mind a doctorate degree and beautiful tits so beautiful tits (laughs) see now this is a movie that provokes this kind of fun and and you know for that i'm grateful and i'm really happy that i watched it and i'm even happier that i watched it and got to talk about it with you jamie thanks for steering me towards this alligator you watched it and i don't know if you went back to it after but obviously i think you watched it like on a friday night with some beers and that is the absolute perfect scenario for yeah for alligator it was everything i needed in that moment i needed to relax and unwind and not take anything too seriously and have lots of fun poked at lots of stupid things like death and i just really fucking enjoyed it yeah a good time had by all one final question before we go sam if there was an alligator in your pool, which you don't have, but if you had a pool in your back garden, if, if, if there was an alligator yeah, in there and you knew it. Status flex from Jamie. Uh, you don't have a pool. I mean, I don't have a pool either. <laughs> Yet. Carry on. Would you rather die by alligator or like the alligator in like a huge methane explosion? <sighs> spraying question. your guts and also dead dog guts everywhere. With I, I'd go with it. Yeah, I'd go with the explosion. I, I think being eaten alive by an animal is really high up there on the very unpleasant ways to die list it doesn't take that long though does it like if you think about yeah, like henry silver dying in this i mean i'm not talking about reality so i don't care about reality yeah me neither like it's three gulps and he's gone True. barely even gets his teeth in him it's like he's straight in the throat which you know sounds like a but different it... film that we've watched but you're still conscious when you're in there and it's chewing you it's awful jamie it's so traumatic and painful I don't want to be eaten by animals. That's why I don't eat them. Maybe that's it. In the same way that like Christians don't do anything naughty because they're scared of going to hell. Maybe I don't eat any animals because I'm scared of them eating me. Wait, are you? Yeah. All right. 
in, in <laughs> idealistically speaking. <laughs> I don't think um, you know, alligator is one of those things that people used to. There was a hot minute where everyone was eating alligator, right? It was always like walkabout pubs and yeah. shit. People would get the alligator burger and whatever. Fuck you, man. Leave him alone. Like, I only eat animals that are, I guess, kind of cute. Do you only eat animals that you could beat in a fist fight? I met a guy who said that to me once. No, because I definitely couldn't beat a cow in a fist fight. Mm. I could punch yeah, a cow. One for another episode. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you had to be eaten by an animal, one single solitary animal, not like a, a group of, you know, hungry piranhas or whatever. Yeah. What, what would it be? Does it have to be a real animal? I mean, it has to... You can't just make up the two-tongued ziggle flax. <laughs> I want to be eaten by ADHBs. Yeah, okay, that's a real and animal. And finished off by a shark on a magic carpet. <laughs> I'd love to be finished off by a shark on a magic carpet, but not killed. <laughs> I think shark death is up there among the worst. I mean, fucking horrific bullshit, that is. Yeah. Uh, if I'm going out to an animal, I would like to be... What's the animal that spits that shit, the, the dinosaur that spits that shit in your face and then eats Dennis Nedry? I want that guy to get me because apparently that neurotoxin numbs you. Yeah. But does it, does it just like shut down your nervous system so you can still feel everything, but you just can't move? Oh, fuck me, maybe. That's worse. I thought it was numbing. I thought it was like a numbing thing. Yeah. He also gets eaten by the little campies, doesn't he? He gets eaten by the little chicken guys. Yeah. All right, fuck that. I'm not going that way. Okay, so the animal uh, that I think I would rather die by is... Megalodon. No, I think... I'm lying on a beach in, mm. I don't know, let's say Dover, for example. Ooh, and beautiful. a cow sort of stumbles off the side oh, no. of, the, of a cliff squashes and squashes my head. That's the best way to die by animal, right? It would blast your insides out your asshole, that's for sure. Well, I won't be around to be self-conscious about it. Yeah, I guess maybe I'll get stampeded by elephants. That'd be kind of fine. Yeah. Mm, would it no that'd be awful too this is tough it's a tough question you don't want to get killed by any kind of ape no because they go fucking ham on you they shred you like fucking wet toilet paper they bite you they do all kinds of shit you yeah, know i think about like the movie nope was i thought it was pretty good generally but like the scariest stuff in that is the insane fucking chimp stuff mm. Mm. horrible yeah, really scary. I think I blocked that out of my mind for a little bit. You just reminded me about it. I think I would like to be trampled by wild horses because I love horses. And I would not, I'd be like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm in your way. And just get trampled to death. I think I would like to be trampled to death by people running to our Instagram to follow us. I'd like to be bitten by the venomous snake of fame <laughs> as you tell all your friends and tweet and X and Instagram and TikTok about us and email people and write letters and postcards as you spread the good word about the Final Transmission podcast. The animal that I would like to die by is world's most deadly game, human cruelty. You want to be, you just want to be killed by some dude. Yeah. Yeah, fine. Probably going to happen. Most likely to happen out of everything we've said so far. <laughs> I think a cow falling off a cliff and landing on my head while I'm sunbathing. It's why I don't that sunbathe. Would be just your luck. Yeah, me too. Nothing to do with crippling uh, self-image issues. It's because what if a fucking cow falls off the White Cliffs of Dover and blows my guts out of my ass? <laughs> 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 ah, sweet dreams, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>